Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Sabzam Adawan there with Aya Aya right here on Radio Puppet, your daily companion, bringing us to exactly 10 minutes after 6. Good evening and welcome to it. This is uh, Thursday Live with uh, Godfrey Moabi. And of course, we're going all the way until 8 o'clock this evening. Before I can uh, start with what I'll be having in store for you this evening, I'd like to take this moment to thank the veteran himself, that's Yuan Els, all the way from Pringles Bay down there in the uh, Western Cape. Thank Thank you very much, uh, Dominique, for the great uh, program. I know that most of the times he presents, you know, uh, from his uh, beautiful, beautiful place, and of course, uh, uh, watching the seas and watching the sea and, uh, yeah, the ocean. And all the beauty that you can think of as far as, you know, living alongside the ocean is concerned. Thank you very much. That's why he always gives us that freshening um Powerful show, yeah, all the way from Pringles Bay there. And that's Johan else right here on Radio Puppet, your daily companion. Of course, he was with you uh, from 4 till 6 o'clock. And of course, uh, um, normally during this time, we get to talk to Murudi Silo Helpi, and he's with us once again this evening. Murudi, good evening and welcome. What is going on now? What is going on? It looks like I've lost... Uh, there, but uh, hey, I'll do my best to uh, reconnect with him once again. One more, uh, daily companion, making sure he comes back. Let me do this. Well, it's 11 after 6 right here on Radio Puppet, your daily companion. I believe that we are continuing to pray uh, for this beautiful uh, country of ours, to pray for so many other uh, challenges that we might be facing, uh, because I believe that prayer alone is able to address that. You know, when we pray, we are praying to our Heavenly Father, who is able, uh, because with Him there is nothing impossible, so He's able to solve all the problems that we can uh, have or that we have in life. Um, Ruth, are you there? I'm here, Muruti. Good evening, and good evening to the Radio Puppet listeners. Uh, Muruti Ralebu, thank you very much for your time once again. And as always, we start with uh, um, COVID-19 starts, Muruti. Recent COVID-19 starts continue to look encouraging. Uh, where are we standing as, uh, at this moment, and how is the vaccine rollout program going? Uh, Muruti, we, we are actually, um, you know, South Africa has been doing quite well. Um, we must commend South Africa and her people in that, um, you know, one, the country has managed so far the, um, the, 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 uh, the pandemic so well. Um, yesterday we saw 305 new cases um, uh, confirmed or reported um across across the whole country and the only province of all the nine provinces that reported more than 50 um cases was um Gauteng Gauteng uh, reported more than 50 but still in um the uh, lower numbers below below 100 but the rest of the other provinces reported numbers below below 50 which in actual fact is um is a good show um eastern cape is doing well at 174 active cases bumalanga 216 limpopo is still at um, you know over 1000 just over 1000 northwest 737 Gauteng active cases 
434. And remember that the biggest part of the population of this country is actually in Gauteng. So with 434 cases, uh, that means, you know, it's uh, really suppressed in Gauteng. If one looks at KwaZulu-Natal and Western Cape, KwaZulu-Natal and Western Cape and the Free State, to a large extent, remains, um, you know, in the region of between 3,000 and, and 6,000, with the uh, Western Cape being the highest. And we've seen deaths, daily deaths of 48 people. And let us always, as I always say, let, oh, let's always remember that uh, these are 48 um, people with names that somebody's father, somebody's mother, somebody's husband, wife, child, daughter, and uh, let's let's always remember that. Now, active cases in the country right now, we just we're sitting just over sixteen thousand, um, which is less than where we were at this stage during the second wave with a recovery rate at 96.4%. So we we, we actually giving this pandemic the run for its money. Um, You know, we're really pressing it and pressing it very hard. And we are assisted by the fact as well that, you know, it is summer, it's not in our... Um, in our in our in our winter season, it's not during the flu season, and therefore most of the cases will not be picked up. Uh, in terms of the vaccine, vaccine rollout program, we're doing very well. We've administered so far over 23 and half million doses of vaccines, and 23 and half million doses of vaccines is actually good but we still need to do more before december um you know before the festive season because the activity that follows during the december festivities the december breaks when families gather and families come together you know it it may hit us and hit us um you know very very bad and therefore uh, we need to make sure that uh, we can get as many people as possible um, vaccinated. Now, 23.5 million doses, Maruti, represents um, close to, you know, about 15, 15.5 million um, uh, people that are, that are vaccinated, both on the Pfizer and, um, and, the J, and the J&J. And we've already done close to about 19 million tests. Um, as a country um, since the start of the pandemic. So, you know, one can say in terms of the management and how we are managing um, the virus, you know, or the pandemic, we have done very well. And it is very important that we continue to say, wear your masks in public, sanitize, keep social distancing, and, um, you know, all the non-pharmaceutical interventions let's make sure that we, we we keep them then at least it will be able to push this fourth wave out until it is not possible anymore let's look at that trend uh, now that uh, in the northern hemisphere Rudy, they are uh, experiencing the inner winter season uh, what, what is it like there and what can we expect uh, come the winter of 2022? Are they winning uh, already, Maruti? And what is that we can expect in 2022, uh, more especially during the winter season? Uh, M- M- 
Mruti, you will understand, you will realize that the Northern Hemisphere comprises, your, you know, your North America, Canada, um, Europe, Asia, and mainly in the western part of uh, the Northern Territory. Remember, this is the area where we had um, this huge pushback against vaccines where people, in actual fact, were feeling that, you know, government is taking their their rights to choose, and they said they've got the right not to choose the vaccines. And now that they're in the winter season, it's hitting, and it's hitting them very hard. The people that are vaccinated do not get sick. Um, you know, they, they, they do not get hospitalized, and um, the majority of them do not... Uh, get to a situation where the virus kills them. But if you look at the numbers right now, both in the United States and in Europe, particularly in the UK, the numbers continue to be very, very high. And those statistics tell us one thing. They tell us that in our winter season, you know, people that are not taking the vaccine and that are refusing the vaccine now, you know, it is likely that the fourth wave when it hits in our winter season, it will hit and it will hit them very, very hard. And we must also be careful that we need to cover the entire population. You know, we've rolled out to the 12-year-olds. We need to roll it down all the way to the 5-year-olds before the winter season so that at least the blanket of safety is much extended, much bigger, and it is able to protect the greater part of uh, of our population. Um, so the lessons for us is that you know the 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 the, the idea of uh, you know being anti-vaccination is not an African idea because as I said before, Africa has or is battling with about 99 infectious diseases, and we have managed to keep them under control through vaccines. And if Africa or South Africa, you know, follows this trend, you know, a certain section of our population could be hit and hit very hard. So that message that says vaccinate, 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 we need to push it and continue to encourage our people so that our flu season is not as devastating as the past two flu seasons. We're still with uh, Pastor Silo Helebe right here on Radio Puppet, your daily companion. Of course, is giving us uh, the latest update as far as COVID-19 uh, pandemic is concerned. And it looks like so far so good. Uh, we are fighting it and we are fighting. Uh, I mean, we are winning uh, against uh, COVID-19. And of course, I did... Uh, uh, you know, uh, share with us the importance of us uh, uh, taking heed uh, to the call of uh, vaccination and, of course, giving us uh, the latest when it comes to the northern, you know, countries, uh, northern hemisphere countries that are already um, in winter, as we speak. And like you said, the situation is not good at all, simply because of the population that didn't, uh, you know, respond positively to the uh, call for uh, vaccination. Uh, it's gone uh, 21 minutes after seven, right here on after six, right here on Real Property or Daily Companion. Murti, now let's look at uh, the salient features from the medium-term budget presented by Minister Godwana in Parliament today. I wasn't even aware that there would be any budget, you know, passed today. Yes, budget speech, um, yeah. M- M- 
Muruk, you remember that uh, in the medium term, um, you know, the Minister of Finance presents first the uh, the budget the budget speech that goes through a vote in the National Assembly. But in the mid-term, there is what is called MTBPS, which is Medium-Term Budget Policy Statement. Um, this is where, um, you know, the balancing act takes place to look at how we are performing against the fiscals. Now, what, uh, and this was the maiden, um, the maiden budget speech by, uh, by Minister Enoch Godongwana. Now, what Umadiba presented today, um, you know, the few things that I want to highlight today um, is, you know, he's presented a very bleak state of the fiscals. Um, he's indicated that, you know, our fiscals is not, is not in a good position. We were actually saved um, by the commodities boom, um, the mining industry, which I have indicated even in the past that the mining industry or the mineral sector has actually been the flywheel of economic recovery. So our economic recovery has really been driven by, 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 by the mining sector. But as, as we all know that, you know, booms are cyclical. The cycle, you know, there's a boom and there's, and there's a bust. And it is very likely that in the next year we may go into a tapering off as the, uh, um, the boom begins to soften up. And uh, which is why the uh, minister presented the, the, the bleak state of the of the fiscal. To, the second thing that he raised is the issue of government debt. Um, you know, remember that our government debt has continued um, to grow. Debt to GDP had continued um, to grow. It rose between 2021, 2021, if you look at 2021-22 to 24-25, it, it rises from $269 billion to $365 billion. And that in its own, if you look at the various budgets in, in the budget, it is larger than the health and the police budget combined. That's, that's, that's the amount of debt that we have to service. Uh, on an on an annual basis, and therefore, you know, we, we need to contend with that. We need to contend with a pandemic that continues to be with us. We need to contend with um, an economy that is not creating jobs, that is actually uh, shedding jobs while we do economic recovery. And um, therefore, the minister then stressed that uh, new tax proposals uh, will be assessed as to, you know, their propensity to be able to create um, this balance that we really need uh, to achieve in, in terms of the, of the economy. He hinted as well of the issue of uh, basic income, income grant, that South Africa is not in a position or in a state right now to provide a uh, basic income grant because what he stressed is that you know, the, 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 the social um, relief of distress grant comes to an end in 2022 in March, and it has so far been paid to 9.5 million South Africans. Let me repeat that word. We have paid those 350 rents have been paid to 9.5 million South Africans to date. So if you take 9.5 
um, uh, million South Africans multiply by 350 rands for the number of, of months, it's a lot of money. Um, so we, we, we've spent close to about 27.8 million, um, you know, rents on, on, on these, on these, on these grants. And if you look at what government is spending on uh, social security, on the social safety net for the poor and the marginalized, government is spending 1.1 trillion rents a year on grants. Now, that in actual fact tells you that it is not sustainable. Therefore, we need to grow the economy. We need to bring in more income into the fiscals. We need to make sure that the economy performs better and our GDP becomes um, becomes better. And these are the numbers that basically going forward we will be, um, we will be looking at. And uh, South Africa must find, as the, as the minister said, a permanent solution to the problem of unemployment challenges and um, poverty um, and, um, you know, uh, lackluster economic growth. We must find a permanent solution on that so that at least the social protection system um, can then get a breather and people can get the jobs and the economy, economy can begin to bring more income into the fiscal. We're still with uh, Muruti Silva Hellebi right here on Rupopedio Daily Company. Muruti, now uh, let's look at the investment, uh, look at the investment sector. I know that uh, the, the, there are some stocks that you are watching uh, very closely, and one of them or some of them are Pebble Group and Kore Potash, Muruti, uh, which were among the stock picks in the previous shows were in the market uh, news. Uh, I mean, they were in the market news this week, Muruti. What is uh, happening there? Muruti. Are they still among stocks uh, for individual investors to look at? Yeah, Muruti, they, they, they are indeed, of course, they, they continue to be uh, among the top uh, picks to, for, for one to look at. I'll tell you why. Because uh, Pebble Group and Corapotage continue to be undervalued by, by, by all standards, continue to be undervalued. Pebble Group um, yesterday re- released their interim results and uh, their results looked very, very good. And the price started to show an uptick. And not only that, today Pepper Group presented a 10 rent, a, a 10 rent, a per share plan. So Pepper Group has got a plan to grow its share price to 10 rents. Today it is trading at just under uh, 2 rents per share. So if they've got a plan to get to 10 rents, that means anyone who comes in at, you know, sub two rents will still benefit an eight rents or more. I, 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 my call, I call um, Pebble Group, at uh, which is PPE, it's ticker indicator. I call it at, uh, uh, you know, 20 rents or more. Corapotash re- released their interim results as well yesterday. And uh, in the interim results that they uh, uh, presented, Cora Potash was cash positive, and um, 54 of their 69 cost-saving initiatives were successfully implemented. And therefore, in terms of costs of operation, Cora Potash continues to be a lowest-cost producer 
in the future for for potash for um, agriculture market for food security. So Encore Potash continues. It, it trades today at 24 cents a share. So a huge discount. Remember, I said the IPO was at 4.90 um, a share at 24 cents. You know, once they hit development and they hit production, that share will just rise, you know, to the skies. So these are two of my favorite picks, and it is just coincidental that this week they went to the market with this good news. Mordi Raleboha, Libilo Horzola, Kanyaro Nakari Hanzeri Monati, Tadi Pele, so investments, Murti. If they want to talk to you, Murti, how can they get hold of you? Moruti, they can get hold of me. I'm on Facebook. It's Sello, L-A-P-S-E-L-L-O, and the surname is H-E-L-E-P-I. And uh, on uh, the phone, I'm available on zero double one seven five four one three six three. Zero double one seven five four one three six three. Yes, Muruta. Muruta Karlebohil. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Muruta. Yeah, that's Pastor Silo be there all the way from Western area, uh, right here on Red Puppet, your daily companion, giving us uh, interesting information, some interesting information on the COVID 19 uh, stats, uh, vaccination rollout program. Um, even the budget speech and of course uh, uh, giving us uh, his uh, uh, favorite stock picks and of course uh, he did share with us um, with regards to how they are performing uh, um, Pebbles Group and Quarepotage I guess you have been following him closely and you've decided to uh, try your best or your luck in uh, you know investing more specifically on the uh, GSE uh, platform instead of Matella those get rich quick schemes most of our people always uh, fall victims to well it's gone 28 uh, before 7 on Radio Puppet your daily company tell you what a few minutes from now we'll be joined by none other than Tate Elias Shamatla right after this you're at 657am radio carrying 24 hours a day 657am Reach your customers in the car, at the office, at home, or wherever they are, night or day. Through advertising with Radio Pulpit, you can reach a large, unique, and loyal audience in a most affordable way. With over 500,000 people on our various platforms, from Gauteng to the Cape, you simply cannot go wrong. So advertise today. Contact us on 012-334-1339. Or for advertising packages that we offer, go to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. Download our app now and listen to us wherever you go. Available in the App Store and Play Store. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.